In this kind of talks, Robert interviews Joe Hine of SI Partners. Joe specialises in corporate finance, providing merger and acquisition advice on high-value cross-border deals. He manages the sale process end-to-end, including buyer identification, offer negotiation and completion. Robert and Joe discuss the death of deals over 100 million, the players and the mergers and acquisitions world pre-COVID, plus everything that you need to know if you want to sell in 2020. Hello and uh, welcome to the Guider uh, Initiative Talks and today I am absolutely delighted to have Joe, Joe Hine from SI Partners, SI Partners do mergers and acquisitions. So I know this is going to be an absolutely uh, fascinating uh, conversation. Hello, hello Joe. Hi, how are you doing Robert? Doing very well, very well indeed. And tell me Joe, let's just go, go straight in. So just give us a, a, a quick background, a quick description for, for people listening and watching so they can understand who Joe is and what you do. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm a consultant, M&A advisor, cyclist, mountaineer, father. Um, but, you know, what I do, what my company does is, you know, we take agencies from the point at which they are thinking about doing something, you know, they're sat on some value and they're thinking about, okay, what next for me and my business? Uh, and we take them through that journey to, um, realizing value and you know often that's a sell but but by no means always so so to be absolutely clear the the, the space that you're that you're working in is working with agencies who are trying to exit that's the the main that's the main main thrust of the work you do yeah absolutely so if, yeah if someone's starting to think about i've built something that's valuable uh, you know and you know what, what am i going to do with it um you know what, what are my opportunities um, and we often start at that at that point and help people crystallize that, understand their options, understand what they can do with it. But importantly, and I guess what we're, um, you know, w- is a lot more visible is is our success in in transactions. So we can actually take take that forward and deliver on that um, for for people to realize value. So so the people who be listening and watching here, I guess the majority of people here are um, any well anything from startups up to about 200 staff mm. um and, and i think what they have in common on the whole is they are independent marketing agency independent digital digital agency folks so so you're not just dealing with the big sexy headlines mm. on the financial times thing you're also you're also dealing with us honest folk who've been working a little back look and and, and, that, and that's our heartland i mean that's you know we've we grew up in the We've been doing it for 20 years as a business. Uh, you know, our history is through communications businesses, marketing businesses. And, and what, you know, what we're really good at is working with entrepreneurs. So, you know, the stuff in the FT, I mean, we have been in the FT, but it, it's a bit few and far between. Um, you know, we're much more familiar with with the drama and campaign and, you know, uh, the, the Wired and, and the likes of those kind of um, those publications. And, that, you know, and, and we work with entrepreneurs. That's what we love um and and helping them on on their journey so you know sorts of businesses is, is you describe the size of businesses is, is exactly our sweet spot and you know we sit in a space of creative technology and consulting it's sort of like a triangle and all of our businesses sit within that within that triangle um you know and the you know the yeah the technology is often human powered but but you know a lot of it is, is people businesses and, and the technology related to that so uh 
I mean, this is fascinating for us because you know the, com the, the there's a couple of we'll pick it up as the interview goes. But I'm always I'm always always approached with the so so how much do you think the business is worth? I've been told about multipliers of fifteen and twenty. So we can deal with that that nonsense conversation in a minute. No, uh, happy to. And 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 the other conversation is 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 always around. Uh, and I'd love to know what your, your 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 take on it is about sort of the numbers came. The number of people who come to me saying uh, something along the lines of "We're going to grow the business for four years and then we're going to exit." Yeah, how many people actually do that? And actually, is is that the best way of realizing value from from an agency? Because I, well, I don't suspect. I believe you know that, that quite often uh if you're trying to get value out of your 50 person agency say there may be a number of options of which exit is exit is one and obviously works for a lot of people but it's it's not a open and closed book anyhow let's get back let's get back onto the onto the onto yeah um so we're having this interview I'd like to say post-COVID, but it's not post-COVID. It's the end of May 2020. Uh, we've had eight to ten weeks, really hard weeks, yeah. where the world has changed. Can you just tell us first what what was the world like up until up until about February 2020? Because to all intents and purposes, I understood that it was you know, M&A in this field was really, really buoyant. Yeah, I mean, look, it was... The market until until yeah until Q1 this year even through Q1 this year was 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 it it was exceedingly buoyant. I mean the way that we describe it is um, strategic by active, so, so so sorry strategic but selective. So you know people there was a lot of activity, but people were buying very specific things, and the reason there's a lot of activity is because there's a lot of buyers. Okay, and you know in the agency world you roll back ten years you had. 10 20 buyers right and they were the marketing groups the holding companies and some other players and a lot of financial engineering roll forward 20 years a lot of it is to do with the digital age if i'm completely honest that has completely changed it because you have many different um businesses converging on and around the same space yeah. so you've got the the consultancies that people talk about in an, an amorphous mass which is incorrect you've got very distinct you've got management consultancies you've got accounting based consultancies you've got technology consultancies you know they're very distinct groups and, and, and very different and we, we've sold businesses to all of them um and they're very different feel and and, uh, and 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 different plays in each you've got uh you know emerging groups so you know a lot of private equity money so people like um you and mr jones stagwell that you know got a huge war chest that have gone on and bought big um big empires or, or you know or, or privately or listed groups like s4 capital and they're kind of seeing that you know the old marcoms groups were dying um or business models are broken they're readjusting they're reinventing themselves they're struggling um and they said and to a large part because of digital because of the way that marketing has changed and they haven't really kept up with it um and they're saying well actually i want to build something from fresh from the ground up that actually cuts through um, and and you put Accenture in that group about building the new the new model, and they're very interesting. Um, I was on the phone to them this morning, um, and you know, uh, plus you've just got a plethora of very of small mid mid tier groups that are you know you know doing their thing and and you know being being very very sort of successful in in building their their capability. Um, 
So it's, it's become incredibly diverse. You know, we, as I said, there was 20, 20 bars before. We've now got, you know, about 1,500 contacts on our books across about 750 different buyers um, in all the different parts of the field that, you know, various different businesses will sit within different kind of pockets. So, it, you know, so I didn't even talk about technology buyers, about, you know, MarTech platforms, ad tech platforms. You know, it really is a completely diverse universe. So it was an incredibly exciting time to be doing M&A. But then you're right. COVID COVID nineteen hit March uh, March of this year, and um, you know it's 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 so, uh, it's changing things a bit. So what's the impact? Because I know I mean we've got a, a client who uh, uh, digital stroke PR agency uh, that had the sale was set up, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and the transaction was due to go through on I think March the thirtieth, and it didn't. Yeah, and 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 the tragedy of that there's a the double whammy. It's a fifty-person agency. Double whammy is not only did did the owner think that after twenty years of being in business, he had his fair dues and his fair fair payoff. One step one. The step two, he had no business. I mean, he literally he literally lost ninety-five percent of business overnight. So, so so we have these stories, okay, and um, and they are. They're, they're, they're very distressing clearly yeah. but there are also but, but also there must still be a, is it a different appetite or there must still be an appetite for, for purchasing agencies because there are an awful lot of agencies coming to me saying um this has got this is getting a bit hard can you can you give me can you give me some ideas how to get out of this this uh calendar i'm stuck in yeah look and um yeah there was a reaction. I think everybody felt a reaction. That first two, three, four weeks, um, everything seemed to just shut down. No, it, there was so much uncertainty. And, you know, I talked to a lot of the, the lawyers that we worked with and they were saying that deals were getting pulled left, right and centre. And that's because they were based on, you know, and I don't know if you've come across this term, it's quite widely banded around, EBITDAC. So EBITDA before COVID-19. And, you know, and clearly you're, you're, you're anything that you were kind of halfway through the process and then suddenly this hits and it's just like, well, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what my, my, my revenue is going to be. I don't know what my profit's going to be. Um, I've just got no, you know, and actually my business has been affected and I don't know by how much that's all stopped and got to put on the burner. Anything, you know, and I, and I think you're going to see M&A statistics in the press, in the FT, absolutely crash because anything over let's say 100 million valuation, probably even a bit less, um, will we'll, we'll die. And it has died. You know, you can see M&A teams in the big, in the, you know, the Morgan Stanleys and people like that are just laying off people and furloughing their entire teams because no one's going to go to markets. Too much risk, A, for a buyer and B, for a seller in terms of, of getting value. But there is still part of the market that is absolutely active. Um, and, you know, we've spent the last, six weeks talking to all the buyers that we know and, and, and getting our position and, and understanding what's going on. And, and broadly, anyone that is exposed to marketing budgets only, so, you know, the holding companies are retrenching. Anyone that has a diversified portfolio of, you know, client revenue streams, so technology consultancies, uh, management consultancies, you know, those, the likes of those businesses are, you know, see this as strategic and they, there's a need for them to develop their, you know, their, their digital, their understanding of the digital world and support their clients in, in digital transformation. And arguably digital transformation now 
is far more important than than it's ever been. Um, you know, Primark's the wonderful example that you'll you'll have seen on LinkedIn. Um, so, you know, we've taken four businesses to market since the end of March, and what we've experienced is people are moving quicker. People are, um, you know, willing to do things over video conference that that you know, and meetings can go in 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 a in a in a greater greater frequency and you know, much easier to have. You don't have to wait for people to be in the same location. That and we'll have offers. We've got offers on one, two by the end of the month. We'll have. We're pretty sure we're going to get offers next month. So you know, and there are businesses out there that haven't been as in, impacted. Um, and you know, because the process has begun after you know, going into to COVID-19, everyone knows, you know, the new normal is what everyone's expecting. And they're looking at trading and they're going, well, trading's still robust. So, you know, we can still transact on this basis. So I, I do think M&A is going to change, but it's, it's still very much there.